T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome, 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 my friends. This is a great, great evening. That's right, at your service right here on KMOX this evening. Greg Damon sitting in the big chair tonight. We got all sorts of great stuff to cover on at your service. Uh, I got to tell you, like him or not, Kevin Wheeler has decided to hang around with us here in studio. Not no, yet, I'm just, man. I'm still texting. I'm just <laughs> I'm just kidding. Kevin <laughs> Kevin Wheeler, how long have we known each other? About an hour now? I mean, uh, I mean f- a hot minute? Far longer than I'd like to admit. Oh, like 16 years? Not because of you, because we're old. Oh, yeah. Well, it was just I mean, my birthday 16 this week. years Trust ago. Me, I'm old. How old are you now? Like 27? Yeah, yeah something like that. I thought I, when I met you, you were like 11 or 12. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Uh, uh, Kevin, you make me feel better. <laughs> not, re- not really. But, I mean, uh, I'm totally lying, but, you know. So, uh, Kevin, you really just want to ask you, hey, is there anything that happened in St. Louis sports today? You know, I was thinking about that. I mean, you know, we just did two hours of bowling talk on Sports Open Line and, you know, the beer frame. Yeah, yeah, right. I mean, we didn't get to that. We only got to the fourth frame today because it just took forever to analyze the first four. But um, no, nothing really big at all. Nothing at all. You know who I really like, who my favorite bowler of all time is? You have a favorite bowler of all time? Big Earn McCracken. Uh, I see where you're going now. I see where you're going now. We're going to the movie realm. I gotcha. Well, yeah, Ern's pretty good. He's all right. I like Big Ern McCracken. Yeah, he's pretty good. Did you bring him up? No, no, we were in the real world. Oh, I gotcha. I was talking about, I don't know, man. I can't go with this bowling thing. I don't know anything about bowling. Pete Weber. All right, Pete Weber. Yeah, we were talking about that Dick guy. Weber. Yeah. That's the only bowlers yep. I know. Yeah. We were talking about those guys. That's what we were doing. All right. Now, we were talking about the Cardinals, man. It's a pretty, pretty big deal today. Yeah, you know, I, I think uh, from what I've read and, and people that I've talked to today, I mean, it's uh, obviously uh, pretty shocking around whether whether you whether you liked him and wanted him to stay or whether you wanted him to go, I think it was pretty shocking for just about everybody around. I mean, I, just out of the blue. I, I, I haven't yet spoken with, texted with, emailed with anybody who saw this coming. Nobody. Right. Nobody had any feeling about this. Nobody had any vibe because, you know, you, we've seen it before in, in other places. We've seen it with Blues when they've made some coaching changes in the past. Um, we saw it with Mike Matheny when it was time. Like, there were signs, you know. There's tension in the clubhouse or in the locker room. The record was bad. You know, Mike Matheny's team, that team in 2018 was kind of heading towards a losing season and all that. Like, normally you have a vibe on that. And <clears throat> and there was nothing in that, which which makes me believe 
Mosellock's description that, of something happening here within the last few days that changed this. Right. Now, you know, I will say this, and it doesn't matter what sport it is, but wasn't it earlier this week or last week that they gave the manager a vote of confidence? That's always like a death sentence, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, but this one didn't even feel like it was a decision, right? Like, Because there was nobody like, oh, yeah, Mike Schultz on the hot seat. You know, there wasn't, any, right. there wasn't nothing like that. There were no national baseball analysts like, here are the managers to watch for in the offseason, and here's Mike Schultz. He wasn't on that list. With anybody is list. I mean, he's a manager of the year in 2019. They made the playoffs three years in a row. There's nobody that thought this was coming. No, absolutely. And he so had a clearly, better winning percentage of, of most of the uh, last managers around. Yeah, well, if you look at the winning percentages of the Cardinals' last four managers, um, so it's it's obviously Schilt, Matheny, LaRusa, and uh, Joe Torre. Um, Schilt has the highest winning percentage of those teams, uh, of those managers. So, you know, that that again, that's part of why it's surprising, which is why... I fully believe that this is something that comes out of came out of their postseason meetings. Right. Like something happened in those meetings. Some conversation there went poorly. There's some massive disagreement about what they're talking. Because Mo was pretty clear, and so was DeWitt, that this is not about 2021. He didn't get let go for what he did wrong. He got let go because they weren't aligned going forward. He didn't see things the same way that they did on something important. If it wasn't important, it wouldn't have led to this. But something big. And could be a staff thing, hitting coach, pitching coach, bench coaches can be, you know, how to handle certain players on the roster or whatever. But, you know, it had to be a pretty big deal for this do, to happen. Do you think it's maybe, uh, um, you know, a decision, hey, this is still a business, not necessarily a game? What do you mean by that? Well, it's a, you know, it's, it's like a, making money versus correct. A, this is a this is a business, right? Sports of it, the fans and everything else, that's secondary. It's still a business. Well, I, I think that the, for the Cardinals, those two things are tied together, though. Okay. Like, if they don't win, they won't make as much money because a lot of their revenue compared to other teams is at the at the gate. Sure. Right? So if you look at the Cardinals in terms of market size, market size, you're near the bottom of Major League Baseball. You're in, you know, you're in the bottom third. You're in the bottom, maybe even the bottom six, five or six in terms of media markets. But you're in the top seven or eight every year in revenue. Well, why is that? It's not your TV deal. Right, it's not just corporate sponsorships; it's it's attendance. Right, you know the Cardinals are in the top two in, in attendance every year. So to 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 maintain that, you have to win. You have to be good, and the less you're good, the less money they're going to make. So I for them, I think you know it may not be as true for say the Dodgers or the Yankees or the teams that have a ton of money or the other end of the spectrum like Pittsburgh. It doesn't matter if Pittsburgh sucks; their payroll is so low they're going to make money anyway. But for the Cardinals. Those two things are tied in. They have to be good to draw enough to make the money they want to make. No, I absolutely. I certainly understand that. Yeah. So I so just I don't, I don't think that this is about that. I mean, anything could be. I mean, we don't know, so we're all just kind of guessing at it. But right. I, I'm just speculating. Yeah, I, I think it's definitely what they're saying strikes me as true about some philosophical difference uh, because nothing else really makes sense. You, it doesn't make sense to fire a guy that's made the postseason three straight years because of. Um, you know, because of the performance this right. year, especially when you look at how they got to that point. Forget the 17-game winning streak. You got to 90 wins with half a season from Jack Flaherty, a third of a season from Miles Michaelis, no season from Dakota Hudson, you know, half the pitching staff blowing up and forgetting how to throw strikes at various points throughout the course of the year, and an offense that really didn't do, do anything going until July, August, September. So, you know, given all of that, I, I don't think that what happened one loss-wise was disappointing based on what they made out of what they had. So I, I think that it must be about this thing that, 
clearly they all feel strongly about, right? I mean, Mo and Schilt must feel very strongly in opposite directions about something. Right. No, I don't think it makes sense. I certainly, I certainly agree with that. And, you know, really how hard is it to, to the, the wins that they had and the stuff that he did this year, as you said, with half a staff, I mean, that's, that's like managing with one arm tied behind your back. Yeah. Um, no doubt, no doubt. And, and I had a, somebody ask me a minute ago on Twitter, like, do you think it's a John Gruden deal? No, it's not. It's not like that. I wouldn't think it, that. Not, no, no, it's not like that. No, it, it, this is definitely baseball related. Because I, I do think that Mo, I don't remember the exact question, but Mo was asked, was this a baseball thing or was it something else? And he said, it's a baseball thing. It's a baseball thing. So we got an answer on that. Um, and I mean, it's Mike Schilt. He's not... <laughs> I'd be, I mean, he's not controversial. It's not surprising. Like what, what I saw from John Gruden didn't surprise me at all. No. I mean, like, yeah, of course, John Gruden's like that. He's of course he many is. bridges. Yeah. I mean, but you know, look at this to his personality and the right. fact yeah, that's not Mike Schultz. He's a Kevin Wheeler personality. Exactly. If I said something terrible, you'd be like, yeah, <laughs> that guy's a jerk. Like Mike Schultz, not like that. No. So no, I, that, that I would write that off completely. It's so it, it's a baseball thing. It's a thing about <laughs> the vision for the future. Um, we'll, we'll figure it out at some point. Maybe it's about the hitting coach. Maybe it's about other changes that that the front office wanted to make, and Mike Schilt said, "Nope, not it's it's them or me or whatever." I mean, we haven't we don't know, but it's it's probably related to the staff and or the roster and how they see things going forward. Right. Well, I'm not going to ask you to put your uh, your Swami hat on and and say who's going to. You can be ask next, me whatever you want. I'll just next, say I don't know if I don't know the uh, you know who's going to be the next Cardinal manager. But yeah. I will pose this question to you: Don't you think that somebody's going to pick up Mike Schilt, not necessarily to manage the first year? but at least to be a coach on their staff. I mean, I think he brings a lot of value to that. I mean, he came up through the Cardinal organization. Who's that? Mike Schilt. What about him? No, I'm serious. I had a total brain cramp right there. <laughs> don't you think that another team... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll, yeah. Get, he'll get a job. I don't know if it's going to be right now. Um, well, that's I why I said he may not be a manager. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean... He will have a job for 2022 if he wants it. I mean, keep in mind, he's getting paid for 2022 already. Right. So, if he'd rather just sit back and see what's out there in another year, um, if, if he doesn't get what he wants now, he has the luxury of doing that, and he's still getting a paycheck from the Cardinals. Uh, but, yes, he will be he will be in the, in the major leagues again. I mean, he's a better manager than Mike Matheny was, and Mike Matheny's managing. Right. Um, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if a team like San Diego looked at him. It wouldn't surprise me if a team that had problems with their fundamentals, that had problems with their defense. It wouldn't shock me if the Yankees were like, uh, all right, we're keeping Aaron Boone, but let's bring in Schilt as the bench coach so we can you know, iron out some of this crap that wasn't going well for us. So, yeah, he, he will manage again for sure. Yeah. Now, uh, I mean, not manage I'm I'm going to pose. He this. probably will manage again in the big leagues, but if not, he's going to he's going to be a coach or manager in the big leagues at some point. Yes. So I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you this, and I'm just gonna throw this out because I've been thinking about it, and who knows? You may have answered this on Sports Open Line. I didn't get to listen to the whole show, but uh, what about uh, interim manager sometime this year, and then all of a sudden, Molina Wainwright, <laughs> you know. Do it like the old, like they did it back in in ancient Rome. Go sure. with the with go with a triumvirate. Bring those two along with, say, Albert. You can go that way. Like those three have a three headed monster. Um, I don't think so. I think they're going to hire someone that they want for long term right now. Okay. I don't think they're worried about it. Plus, let's be honest, guys like guys like Molina. How often do they become managers? And by guys like that, I mean guys that made more than a hundred million dollars in their major league careers. How many times do those guys become managers? Because I can't think of any. Well, I'm going to tell you this. This is my theory on it, and I don't care what sport it is, but if you always look at the players that became coaches, the guys who are not the star players that were the the bench players, the grinders, 
that got to sit there, watch the game, figure stuff out, that's the guys that make the best managers. Most of the time that's true. Or not managers, there, coaches, there, whatever there you are, do. There are exceptions, but not many. Right. There, there are exceptions, but not many, in part because those people that are great um, were great because of what physically set them apart, right? They had physical attributes right. that made them better than everybody else. And while they might be brilliant, they may not have that same ability to communicate it to other people, right? It's one of the things that had pro- Michael Jordan had problems with when he was be- tried to be a co- become a coach. Is like he's telling guys just to do this thing when they're like, I can't do that. <laughs> you could do that. I can't do that. So, yeah, I, I, but I don't think that necessarily would be a problem for Molina. I mean, Molina has all the characteristics of that guy on the bench. He's just more talented than that. But I don't think that – I mean, again, I, I wouldn't assume that he's going to manage. I mean, think about it. You spend your whole life – away from your family six, seven months out of the year, traveling all over the place, and you've made 100-plus million dollars in your career. Wayno's made $150 million in his career, and Molina's probably getting close to that. You really want to do all that? You want 70-hour weeks? You want to deal with people like me holding a microphone in your face every day? I mean... They got enough stress no, now. They're not going to want stress. I mean, I probably. can see those people wanting to do things like be special instructors, maybe be special assignment, you know, uh, assistant to the general manager. Um, Wayno is going to be a broadcaster if he wants to be. He's amazing. Yeah, he did a really good. Yeah, he did a great job. Not, to nobody's surprise in St. Louis, everybody here heard him and like, yeah, of course that's Wayno. That's how he is. Everybody around the country is like, this guy's amazing. <laughs> like, yes, he is. We've known that for a long time here. Uh, he can have any radio. He can have any broadcasting job he wants. If you, you know, depending on how much he wants to work and all that. I don't see those guys. And there, again, there's a reason why most people that made that kind of money don't want to get into coaching or managing at that kind of level because it's a. I mean, God, it's a 70 hour a week job, man. I mean, you know, and you're traveling for, you know, 70, you know, 60, 70% of the year. So, you know, that's a lot when you've already done that. In these guys' case, you've already done that for the last 20 plus years going back to your days in the minors. Right. Well, also, they don't want to have that stigma of like, hey, you know, he was a great player, but boy, did he suck as a manager. I think most of it is they don't want to deal with us anymore. I can see that. I mean, seriously. I mean, like, no, I get it. Yeah. I mean, t- Tony LaRusso used to joke about that all the time with Dave Dunk. He's like, yeah, Dunk won't manage because he doesn't want to do this. He doesn't want to do the interviews. He doesn't want to have to do the press conference and all that stuff. So. Right. I got to hang. I got to take some business. Kevin, can you hang a few more minutes? Whatever. <laughs> yes, I can. See ya. You know him. You love him. You can't live without him. It's Kevin Wheeler hanging with us here on At Your Service on KMOX. Stick around. We got more to come. Next level listening. News Radio 1120 AM, 98.7 FM, KMOX, the voice of St. Louis. Welcome back, my friends. KMOX at your service tonight. Greg Damon, Kevin Wheeler in studio. Mike Anderson kicking out the jams here tonight. Uh, Kevin, Mike Anderson, our producer, our fabulous producer. By the way, I'm putting him up for producer of the year this year. Uh, he posed a great question off air. I don't know if you heard it, but he wanted to know if Big Earn McCracken was what after Seattle's hockey team was named after. Nobody should be their mascot. Exactly. Wouldn't that be great? It would be so awesome. I'm like Bill Murray just showing up, full costume, the whole deal, oh my bowling gosh. ball. I mean, I'd, I'd buy season tickets just for that. I don't know if I'd go that far. It's pretty far <laughs> away, but I might watch a few more of their games. Yes, absolutely. Well, I want to, uh, you know, we kind of, kind of, you've been talking about the the uh, Mike Schilt situation here uh, before uh, before our show. I want to switch it up a little bit. Talk a little bit about uh, hockey, you know, uh, Blues hockey getting ready to uh, kick off. Uh, man, what do you think about, uh, about the team this year, and uh, where do you think they're going to go? 
I like this team a lot. Me too. I really like this team. I think they have the depth to withstand injuries or some guys maybe having up and down years, especially on the forward side. I think they have a little less room for error on the defense. Um, you know, they're going to need Colton Pareko to be healthy. I mean, he's that's he's the guy that you're counting on to be the dude, right? The number right. one guy, the at the very least, the shutdown guy, right? I mean, he can if he scores some goals, great, you know, and he's got the shot to do that. But you know, the guy that'll that'll draw the assignment on the other team's toughest competition. Um, I, I think that's important. Seeing Krug get a little more comfortable, and that's something I, we, we we had to, we got a chance to talk to Craig Berube at six thirty tonight, and. He mentioned that, you know, Krug's looked great and he thought he played well the second half of last year. So he thinks that's just going to continue this year. Uh, and when you think about it, you know, Krug had been in Boston for a long time and adjusting to new role. Look at Justin Falk. Yeah, that's it. And he and actually that was, you know, Barubi made that comparison himself. I know we've all been doing that, too. But yeah, second year for, for the first year, everybody's like. What did we do? We traded. What did we do? We let Petrangelo. What do we? Why are we? What? Are, uh, and then the second year, like, ah, okay, that's Justin Falk. That's the guy we saw in Carolina. Um, and you know, according to Ruby, and I, I tend to agree with him. I thought Krug got better as the season went along last year, but I think the expectations were so high because the contract was so high. You you know, you think of an offensive guy, you think the numbers would be a little higher, but he was you know playing in a little bit different role with a different supporting cast. But having a little more you know time in here and having sure. a little bit better feel for it. I think he'll be better off in that regard, especially if those two are playing together, which sounds like it, it it's probably the way it's going to head. Yeah. So I, but I do think you have questions in case, you know, like on the blue line, if somebody gets hurt, you know, cause you're counting right now on Jake Wallman who had a great camp who looks fantastic. Um, you know, obviously Bortuzzo is going to be in that mix, but if you have an injury or two or somebody doesn't perform, you got to count on the rookie. You know, Perunovic will be down in, in the AHL to start, and he's very talented and, and has, has the ability to be kind of a Tory Krug type player. Um, but you're still a little thinner there if something goes wrong. But you can always try to make a deal in season. But you're so deep up front, uh, and you'll be getting Sunquist back here at some point. Um, he's one of my favorite players. Yeah, he's awesome. And you can look at it like right now. You look at him like, holy crap! I mean, you don't even need him in the top nine. But if he comes back, you could easily see like James Neal sliding to the fourth line, or maybe he's the extra forward or whatever. Because um, Sonny's going to play, I would think, on the third line would be my guess. But you might start him off on the fourth line if you're looking to reserve some minutes and go easy on his, <clears> you know, his ice time initially. But I love the depth on the team. Um, I think they're guys with big upside. You know, Robert Thomas has big upside. We've been waiting for the breakout year. I mean, he's only 22, so. You know, having him right now with Vlad Tarasenko couldn't end up being a really nice matchup for a playmaker who's looking to have a breakout year and a guy that's trying to get the hell out of Dodge who needs to perform to make that happen. Right. You know, and that's one thing that that I've been talking with my friends and some other people about, uh, boy, it's going to be a bad apple. He's going to be a bad. I'm like, no, he's not. He's going to go out yeah. and try to be the best he can yes. to garner the um, the most amount of money and the most contract and the, you know, the better team wanting him. That's what he's going to do. Yeah, that. And, and if, if, he wants, if he really, he's, truly wants out, he has to be good to make that happen. Right. And and he's a professional athlete. Who does not want to win if you're a professional athlete? Yeah. I mean, look, the, if you can't get out, you definitely don't want to stink. Right. And and being, and being, you know, kind of a powder in the corner or any of that, that's not going to help you get out. What you want is to convey as much positivity to another team as possible. Absolutely. So even if you know it's a bad spot, if this guy shows up to work and he's still grinding and he's playing hard and he's putting up numbers, that tells another team, in addition to saying, okay, he's healthy, but also this guy has you know has his beef with the team, but he's not a bad guy. He's not somebody that we can't bring in. Right. Well, I, and I think, you know, they, they were talking about the, the other players and like it's going to be bad blood. It's like, no, they're going to get along. They've been playing hockey their whole lives. They've I got seen... news for people, man. 
All kinds of locker rooms all over every league have players inside there that don't really like each other. Right. They're, they don't all get along. Now, the better ones more get along than don't. But they, it's not like, you know, you look at any 20 you know, room of 23 dudes. They're not, all, they're not all friends. There's some guys in there that don't like each other. So No, you're, you're exactly right. Just like me and you right here in the studio. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, I'm a team player. I stuck around to hang out with you. Oh, yeah. oh, oh. <laughs> oh, wait, you meant the other way around. <laughs> I'm sorry, Greg Damon. Man, you know, I would never really seriously talk junk about you because you, you, you're the one that makes sure my cars run. You could really make me and put me in a bad situation. Well, I was going to say, from now on, we're talking just nothing but auto racing. I mean, like, so. yeah, I was gonna say, you'd be like, you know, like I'm, not, I'm not saying you'd cut my brakes or anything like that, but I might end up with fees I don't necessarily know. And I'm not smart enough to figure out whether I should be paying for it or not. You well, could really hurt me, dude. Well, thanks. I appreciate that. I Since mean, you don't do that because you're nice. Well, I wouldn't go that far. Don't 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 blow my mystique for the listening <laughs> folks out there. Okay. Greg's really a jerk. Thank you. Thank you. No. Uh no, uh, you're absolutely right with that, Kevin. I mean, um I I, I don't see I don't see how there's going to be any bad blood between all of them because I got to tell you that Colton Pareko, Ryan O'Reilly, um the um, new new uh, forward we got from the from New York, you know, they, they all want to win, and they want to win with everybody there. Yes. So it's you know, there's not going to be any bad blood. I mean, again, there, there there's a difference between not getting <clears throat> along with someone, um, you know, having a disagreement, thinking that person's a jerk, and still doing your job. And I don't think that I think all of these guys are very much invested in doing their jobs. Right. Just More like, often than not, when you hear about like. You know, the one bad seed that brings everybody down, it's probably a, a room in, well, it doesn't matter what sport it is, that already had some issues. You know, you look at all those years in New England, right? They'd bring in guys that were head cases other places, guys that were problems. Did it ever change anything about what happened with the New England Patriots? No. Not once, because they had the stable core. And I think this team has that. I I agree. I, I think it's going to be a fun season. I am really, really looking forward to, yeah. uh, to the Blues season this year. I don't know if they're going to be the top team in the West, but... I'd categorize it this way. See, do you agree with me that they're a team that, if they're hot in the playoffs, can make the big run? You bet. Like that. I. I mean, they're not Colorado. They're you know they're probably not quite Vegas, but they're not that far off either. And if you're playing well at that time when the playoffs start, you got a chance to make a big deep run. Well, you just look at the Cardinals. That's what it is. You get you get hot towards the end of the season, and that's all it is. And and, and put it this way. I don't. Does this team seem less to you than what you thought prior to the Stanley Cup season? No, not at all. Going into that season, it was the same thing. Like, okay, this is a playoff team. I think they're going to be good. If they get hot, they can make a run. Now, halfway through the year, we didn't think that. But, like, preseason, we thought that. That's and right. I think this is kind of in that same range. This is a good team. Really good I, team. I think it's a good team, and anything can happen. You know, the biggest thing is you got to have uh, Bennington get hot, and that's that's the whole thing. He's got to be hot. He's got to be ready for the playoffs. Yeah, and I do think that— He can't be nervous this year. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that—yeah, he's—do <laughs> I look nervous? <laughs> um, I, I, I do think that special teams will help. Like, you know, I think the big thing from last year that needs to get fixed is the penalty kill. Um, and I think they'll fix that. Some of that's going to be with some of the new blood. Some of that's going to be with, you know, having Pareko healthier and, and out there more often. So, um, I, again, nothing's a lock. I'm not, you know, I'm not the kind of guy that's going to be like, oh, yeah, they're going to be the second seed. And uh, they're going to be a playoff team, barring a lot of things going wrong. And when they get there, they can beat anybody if they're playing well. Well, and on top of it, uh, let's say uh, as long as they're healthy. because that's Well, yeah, that's, that's true for all of them, right? That's that, everything. You know, that's true for all, every one of these teams, right? I mean, if Colorado's not healthy, they're probably not going to be the number one team like everybody expects. Well, let's hope Colorado's not healthy. I agree. Anyway, Kevin Wheeler, hey, thanks for hanging out with us, man. I appreciate it. 
And uh, as always, a uh, good friend to talk to. Not only that, love talking sports with you. You're my man. All right. Thanks so much. Hey, that's Kevin Wheeler. My name's Greg Damon. This is KMOX at your service, my friends. If you want to join us on the program, we can talk about uh, – I got about uh, 10 minutes here. We can talk about the Cardinals manager. We can talk about the Blues. 314-436-7900, like to get your thoughts on what's going on here today in St. Louis sports. What your thoughts are about, uh, about Mike Schilt. Love him or leave him. That's what I want to know. 314-436-7900, 1-800-925-1120. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This Sunday, the Chiefs are in Washington to take on the football team. And you can hear the game here. Touchdown, Kansas City! Pre-game at 11, kickoff 12 noon. On your home for Chiefs football, KMOX. Welcome back, my friends. 8.36 is your time right here in the heart of Mid-America. You're listening to Greg Damon on KMOX at your service tonight. We're going to take a few phone calls here. You want to join us? I would love to talk to you. 314-436-7900 or 1-800-925-1120. Talk about the Cardinals. You want to talk about the Blues. Uh, boy, pretty uh, pretty amazing news coming out of St. Louis today about, uh, Mike, about Mike Schilt and stuff. So, hey. You want to join us? Again, 314-436-7900, 1-800-925-1120. In fact, we're going to go straight to the phones. Let's talk to Chris. Hey, Chris, guess what, man? You got the pole position today here on At Your Service. Uh, great to be on the front line, Greg. Uh, <laughs> hey, I I think uh, Mike Schilt got a uh, raw deal on the, the – uh, I don't I don't think he's to blame. I just uh, – he's a good manager. I mean, I'm not, I'm not a baseball nut, but I just – I observe the Cardinals, you know, just I only have a radio, but I just follow KMOX and just what the, what the Cardinals are up to. And uh, I think he'll get a, another a try with another club. I just see he's a good baseball man. It, it just, it sucks. And it, it just uh, doesn't, I, uh, I doesn't, agree. doesn't uh, sit too well with me. And I, I had another comment too. Okay. Well, I'll tell you, I, I agree with you on, on, uh, on Mike's, uh, you know, departure, you know, for, for me, doesn't the players have to step up at some point in time? I mean, you can only manage coach so much. The players have got to step up. Am I right? I I agree. I agree. It's the manager isn't, uh, responsible for the, I mean, he, he can't go out there and play, you know, play all the positions and, uh, it's just, uh, it's elementary, but, uh, 
I think I think Mosaic's got to be uh, more accountable too. So I just, but you know the 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 buck stops with him. But he him and him and Dewitt are uh, joined at the hip. So that's just the way it is. So it just, well, but he, but he you, makes. But call. you always look at it though. Most of the time, they have a competitive team on the field. So. Oh, I agree. I agree. They're a successful team. Yep. And so you, okay. And the last last time, sorry, Greg. The last time you were on. You mentioned you had a slight mention about the possibility of the Joliet uh, track closing on the uh, NHRA circuit. Now there there was a track in Atlanta, I think that closed about a year ago. Is is the NHRA in trouble? Or I mean, I just I I'm, I love drag racing. I just I'm just wondering I, uh, how how's the NHRA doing? Well, as as far as I know, and the people that I talk to, I mean, the NHRA is is doing okay. But there again, they're just like any other racing entity, where you know, hey, uh, companies are allocating dollars differently. There's not as much sponsorship. It's tougher and tougher. You have to understand, man. These cars cost a lot of money to run. They cost a lot of money. They've got to have good sponsorship. And and I think that's the way it goes. But you you know you look at how how it 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 kind of figures out. So you know NASCAR now is opening Nashville up. Now Gateway or Worldwide Technology Raceway is getting a NASCAR race. By the way, we're going to talk to Chris Blair a little bit later in the program about that today. So you know it it I, I think it kind of runs in cycles all the way around. Uh, but as the economy gets better, usually the uh, racing gets better because there's more dollars that flow into it. Chris, thanks for the phone call. I appreciate it. Let's move on and let's talk to Gary. Hey, Gary, you're up next here on At Your Service. Gary, you're there? Go ahead. Uh, Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you, Greg. Uh, Quick question. I know you're busy. Appreciate the program very much, very much. Um, Do you have a gut feeling if they're going to hire internally, do you have a name that comes to mind to you? Well, they would look at uh, boy, I'll tell you that's a great that's a great question. I mean, I, I I couldn't even I couldn't even speculate at this point in time. You know, I know I know Pop Warner. Pop Warner has managed uh, the AAA. I, he's got to be a guy I think that you that you at least take a look at. But I, there again, I don't know. But I I kind of agree with Kevin Wheeler. I think they really want to make a splash and have have somebody long term. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know if there's anybody come to mind if they're going to hire. They they've been known for, you know, keeping in the house pretty good. Right. I think they'll make a splash. I think it's going to be something a little bit different. So, Gary, thanks hey, for thank the phone you. call. Appreciate you. Yes, Appreciate sir. your program. Thank you so much. Let's move on. Let's talk to Robert. Hi, Robert. You're up next on at your service on KMOX. Yes, sir. So I was uh, just wondering, you know, Mike showed made some bad decisions and I have to agree with the other caller at some point, when do you hold the players responsible? Well, that's what I said. I, you know, at some point in time, and I don't, I don't care if it's hockey. I don't care if it's baseball. I don't care if it's, uh, you know, football. If it, it, at some point in time, the players have got to perform. They've got to step up to it. Absolutely. And they have to own up to it. And, Accountability. You know, uh, Mazalak, I mean, he he has to be accountable also. You can't put everything on the manager because he, he can only do so much. You well, know, you're he right. can only do so much. You're and right, but the manager is the manager's also the face of the organization. 
Well, he's the scapegoat. <laughs> so, <laughs> Most of them end up like, being that. That's right. You got to blame somebody, and it might as well be him. So, but no, I I just think that uh, it was wrong. You know, he made a bad decision at the end that ultimately cost him, you know, the playoffs. But you know, the players got to step up. Hey, wait a minute, Robert. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I know a lot of people saying, "Hey, they shouldn't have put in Reyes." I'm not gonna say that. How many runners were left on base for the Cardinals? Exactly. That's so, what I'm saying. So it's so, you. You can't. You can't blame that on Mosellock saying, "Hey, he made a bad decision to put pitchers in." You know, when you leave that many people on base and your big guys really don't do anything. Well, Mike Shannon said it best: if you leave that many men on base, you can't win a game. Nope, you're exactly right. Hey, Robert, I appreciate the phone call. Thanks so much, man. All right, thank you. Have a great evening. Folks, just that easy. You want to join us, 314-436-7900, 1-800-925-1120. We're going to change it up a little bit. Coming up in the next segment, we are going to talk with Dr. Julie Gatza, and we're going to talk a little about uh, Halloween and the sugar rush that's going to happen here in just a few weeks. Stick around. More to come. Earning St. Louis's trust for 96 years, this is KMOX. When my eyes beheld an eerie sight For my monster from his slab began to rise And suddenly, to my surprise He did the match He did the monster match The monster match Welcome back, my friends. KMOX at your service. Greg Damon sitting in the big chair for you. 8.47's the time right here in the heart of mid-America. And that's right, Halloween right around the corner. Right around the corner, obviously, uh... All sorts of stuff to be concerned with Halloween. But one of the big things, it's going to be all that candy. That's right, all the candy your kids are getting, or maybe you're going yourself, going to a party, maybe overindulging in a little bit of sugar. That's right, we have uh, Dr. Julie Gatza. She is joining us here on the program. Dr. Julie is a co-founder of the Florida Wellness Institute. Dr. Julie, thanks so much for uh, joining us on the program tonight. Hey, thanks for having me on. So I uh, want to talk a little about uh, about sugar and candy. I mean, this is this is one of the biggest things. I guess you can uh, say uh, Valentine's Day as well, uh, as far as folks giving out a lot of candy. Candy has sugar into it. Man, oh, man, it can really do a lot of stuff to your body. It absolutely can. You know, I mean, we live in a, in a uh, society that we do have pretty much everything at our fingertips, and we can get it anytime we want. It wasn't like, you know, 30 or 40 years ago where it was, truly a treat and so you know you do have to put your discipline in as an adult and certainly uh at some level for your children because they have way more choices than we had as children no you're absolutely right and also not only that but uh, look at the amount of soda that kids drink today as well Uh, i mean it's it's ridiculous you know the fact is that you know sodas were a sunday night thing when we watched you know Walt Disney World and ate popcorn and it was the one night a week that we could just, you know, indulge and, you know, but, you know, what's happening now is we're getting so much sugar throughout our diet every day with, you know, the boxed and the canned foods and the Lunchables and all the different things that you don't even realize might have sugar in them. And our um, metabolisms are changing because we're now sugar driven as compared to 
uh, let's go back to the farm. I grew up in Chicago area and farmland sort of eating, which was three good meals a day with lots of protein. And, you know, snacks were not really the thing that we lived on. And, uh, you know, treats like sugar and pop and candy were, you know, on special occasions. And uh, our bodies are now changed because um, we are supposed to have a certain metabolism that works on normal food. And now we've all switched it over to a sugar-driven metabolism, which means we need more sugars and carbohydrates, which switch over to sugars. And we don't feel good unless we're eating them, but we feel worse because of it. Yeah. And now doesn't really, uh, you know, when you, doesn't sugar really kind of make your brain go, hey, uh, that was really good. I want some more of that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, just, you know, have a Halloween and have candy for the next 7, 10, 15 days and you won't stop eating it. And, you know, you actually can't, you know, you're wherever you hit it, you're reaching for tomorrow and yesterday. <laughs> Well, and not only that, but I mean, hasn't there been a lot of research that's done with, uh, you know, intake more of sugar, maybe even sugary beverages, that now it's also linked to possibility of uh, Alzheimer's? Absolutely. And, you know, we're getting a lot more of these diseases. Diabetes is on the rise. And, you know, we're such a, uh, a culture that should be so smart with good educations and you know, it's really slipped onto the cracks of, you know, nobody's really talking about it. There aren't really, a, there's not a lot of data. There's not commercials that basically say, hey, protein is the thing you guys should be eating. And, you know, we're feeding our kids a lot of weird foods that uh, weren't normal foods when we grew up. Right. It's all convenience now. It's all about convenience. It is. And, you know, we've gotten into a, you know, a double income household and wives aren't just and moms aren't just, you know, one single job of being that, you know, they're working and, you know, everyone's on the fly and you're running to soccer and dance and whatever it is that you're involved in with your children and, you know, feeding them on the run because, you know, they're cantankerous and hungry and you're trying to do it quickly. And, you know, once you start this game, uh, it really can disrupt what's happening with you digestively and uh, at a chemical level, at a very you know minute cellular level, that people are really changing what's happening with their uh, with, with themselves chemically. Yeah, you know, unfortunately, I am a uh, I am a candy sugar drink junkie. I am. Uh, I'm. I'm <laughs> <laughs> I've really been trying to uh, I've really been trying to limit myself and and kind of try to wean my way off of it. Uh, but I got to tell you, it is really, really hard to do. Well, I you you and 90 percent of my patients that I have seen over the last 30 years. And, you know, I have a few tricks that actually are workable. And it's even for the people that think they have the worst uh uh, self-control and they have no more ability to, you know, follow a good program. And one of the things that happens with people that they're not aware is you can have a imbalance happening in the digestive tract where the yeast and your good bacteria should be in good balance. Well, when you consume a lot of sugar, whether it's holidays or over time or eating a lot of fast foods, you have a yeast overgrowth, and the name of it is called candida albicans, which simply means the yeast have gotten out of control, and yeast needs sugar to survive. So it's not just you that thinks you need the sugar, you've got all these little yeast babies that are screaming, give me sugar, give me sugar. And uh, it, it's not easily measurable. It's not easily tested for. And I have been using a, um, 
an herb from New Zealand uh, from a horopito plant that when you take one of these pills a day with this horopito um, plant in it, it's called Colorex, it actually kills off these yeast colonies and the sugar cravings start to go away. So when you're trying to get this under control, you um, take this for 30 days and it's amazing how much change you'll see in a person's attitude and the ability to say no to sugar once you start on a better program. So uh, what's the difference? I mean, you know, I, I'm hungry all the time. What's the difference between feeling hungry and then, and then having cravings of, you know, sugar? Mostly you're missing protein. So a lot of people are skipping breakfast, they're drinking coffee and having a bagel or, you know, something on the fly. And most people are missing um, protein. So people that say, I'm just not hungry in the morning, I say, well, it's not really about your hunger. It's about the body's been resting all night and you need protein to feed the body and get it rolling properly in the morning. And this is what all the farmers did in the Midwest is they ate a heavy protein breakfast. And when you do that, it it sets the scene up so that you actually have a normal metabolism that doesn't crave the ups and downs that eventually will cause uh, first hypoglycemia and then diabetes. And, you know, we're seeing it constantly. Now we've got Starbucks and all these crazy coffee things. And, you know, if you're not letting your kid drink, you know, the caffeine, well, they're having all these other sweet things that are going along with their lunchtime in junior high and high school. But if they eat uh, protein, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, it really calms down and you take this colorex and it really kills off this, uh, you know, unbelievable desire to have to have sugar and you're not even knowing where it's coming from. Dr. Julie, we got just about a minute left. I'm going to go ahead and uh, so for folks who want any information about this or, or they want to contact you, where can they get a hold of you at? They can get onto a website, which is called naturessources.com and they can read about this colorex and, uh, all the different benefits that it might have for a person. And you can give it to children, you can give it to elderly and yourself. And they can also call a 1-800 number, which is 1-800-827-7656. And if they use the code radio, they can get uh, 20% off their first order. If you've ever been on antibiotics, it wipes out um, your good bacteria, which allows the yeast to also overgrow. So it's a real, you know, normal thing that's sure. happening with people. It's not, you know, I should say common. It's not normal, but it's common. But Dr. If they, Dr. Uh, Julie, I got to go, but thank you so much for all your help tonight. That's Dr. Julie Gatza. Folks, we'll be back on the other side of news. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. 
Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.